0: future we're talking real money
1: welcome to another exciting edition of talking real money the show about money real money and how you deal with your real money and the people who are always out there trying to help you deal with your money not a lot of them are actually trying to help you they're trying to help you out of it 855 935 Talk is the phone number, 855 935 8255. Give us a call, and you know what we do? If you call and you ask a question on the show, we send you one of our books. Don't know which book, but we're going to send you a book. It's the, it's the Book Nanza, it's the Bookathon, it's the Book Grab Bag. I'm Don McDonald over there's Tom Cock shuffling papers. You're shuffling a lot of well, papers. Well, there's a lot of papers
2: there. here today. <laughs> I don't know
1: why, but there are. You really have a I mean, you have a lot of papers. Well, first what of are all, all those yeah.
2: First of all, this article uh, that we'll talk a little bit about uh, in from the New York Times, where you are quoted, is extensive. S- New York it's Times lengthy. and Seattle,
1: Seattle Times,
2: yes. Well, and among other, I'm sure publications around the country, but it's lengthy. So there's a lot of pages
1: there. So I'm trying to make sense. of There's <laughs> about... a lot of pages. There are there. a lot. True. a lot.
2: of, lot of print. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. all yeah, the and news. and I, yeah.
1: Ron Lieber and I, the, uh, the one of the the money uh, uh, columnists for the New York Times have been working together, actually, for a couple of months on a story he's writing. He was writing for the New York Times uh, that was, in large part, started. It was inspired by a uh, May uh, May episode of Talking Real Money. Is that when that was? May of 2018? Was it that End long of ago? May of 2018, yeah. Yeah. time does fly uh, because we put the podcast up on June 1st so okay. we had to have done the show in May yeah and it was the podcast that we did where um, a little backstory yeah for many, many years when I was on business radio network, I often had a gentleman from money magazine, very responsible journalist by the name of Jordan Goodman. And he would come on the show. He wrote a book called Everyone's Money or Everybody's Money Book or Everyone's Money Book. He, he wrote the dictionary of finance and investment terms for barons. So he's, he was a well respected author and journalist. He would come on the show with some great information. He was very intelligent. I think he was a Columbia graduate. No, not a, not a dummy. A bright, bright, bright guy. And we had him on the show to talk about a uh, partnership, an an investment partnership, an income partnership called Woodbridge.
2: Now, Woodbridge ended up uh, declaring bankruptcy. Woodbridge, uh, under investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission, the guy who ran Woodbridge ended up paying a huge fine for the fact that apparently money came in and was not properly allocated to the loans they were supposed to be making. Much of it ended up paying for this guy's lifestyle.
1: (laughs) It was going into 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 cars and houses. He I mean, he bought Sonny and Cher's old house. Yeah, well, with this money, good money, and he was paying investors with money coming in from uh, previous investors with money from new investors. What's that called? Uh, there's a guy named I think it was Charles Ponzi who came up with this 120 oh, years was, ago or whatever it was. I so. thought it was the Madoff
2: scheme. Yeah, well, it could oh, be. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so the whole thing went up in smoke uh, along with Jordan's reputation. And Now, interestingly enough, interestingly enough. Jordan... Jordan, I think due to your relationship with him, I have no idea. But he came on the show while all this
1: was blowing up. I was shocked. I'll be honest with you. I did and not. I, just, did not think that would happen. I, I asked his publicist, who by the way was mentioned oh. in the Ron Lieber article as the one person in the world who was standing by him. Can we give the name? Uh, the
2: we should give the the
1: title of this uh, piece in the New York Times if somebody's oh, trying yeah, to find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go look it up online. It's called "The Fall of America's Money Answers Man," the subtitled. From Time, Inc. to a Ponzi scheme, the journey of Jordan Goodman. The fall of America's money answers, man.
2: And by the way, right now it's still on the homepage of the Seattle Times, still on the homepage of the New York Times, depending on where you mm-hmm. get your news. It's mm-hmm. out there. But as you say, he was a promoter of this and received, as we pointed out at the time, a
1: whole lot. Well, we didn't know that in May. We didn't we know that until no fall. We had no idea. As a matter of fact, how much money asked. He yeah, we did uh and and you know he said he got paid Mm -hmm. but i was thinking honestly this is how naive i am as a guy who makes in the lower six figures which i've been working really hard to get to i mean i looked at it adjusted (laughs) for inflation yeah it's not good don't do that inflation i make the same amount of money i made or no i make less money than i made as a stockbroker in 1984 that i believe that really, it is adjusted yeah. for inflation, so you know we're not rich people. Tom and I are not, <laughs> by the way, rich people. We are not. So I was honestly thinking in my head, oh, Jordan's. You know, he's probably getting 100, a dollars I thought, 000. I thought a quarter million. Yeah, quarter Just, million. Yeah. He got two and a quarter million. Yeah, two point two something and million. A quarter yeah, million. million, a lot of money dollars. to pitch this
2: to people. And here's the here's the rub. This is why the topic is interesting. Here's the rub. When you heard him on the air. It's what you just said. He came on as an expert, a guy who knows all about the industry, here to make sure you don't make mistakes. But he was pushing this, that turned out to be a huge mistake.
1: It was, and and he told us on the show. He said there is no way this is a Ponzi. He called the, he called no the way. SEC's investigation a witch hunt. A witch hunt. It's in the article. turns out it wasn't a witch hunt. It yeah. was actually. They admitted to it being a Ponzi scheme. Hmm. But I want to explain a little bit more about what was behind the story because I think the backstory is really interesting. And then we'll talk about who you can trust.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Only because it's ridiculously important. It is really important. And we will help you with your specific issues at 855-935 talk 855-935 8255 talking a little bit about uh the 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 guys who go on the radio and they pitch things they plug things but they act like they're these incredible experts and that was jordan goodman that was jordan goodman in and he, he was the ultimate example of it america's money answer man he was on get this he was on koa radio 50,000 yeah, watt station right. in denver uh, I used to be on KOA for for a couple of years. Mike Rosen was the uh, the midday talk show host, very popular, huge, huge, huge ratings. And I would I, I I listened back to a bunch of the shows, and every Monday, Jordan was on for what Mike called Money Mondays with Jordan Goodman. He was on every week, and he was touting this Woodbridge thing, and Mike Rosen even got involved in it, but he got out and before me- it went sour.
2: After you read the article, which I think you should do because I think it's educational, although it's. Oh, by the way, it's
1: really easy to get to it. Just go to talkingrealmoney.com. I've got a link to the article and a link to the podcast Ah, with Jordan on it.
2: With the interview. So here are the things, here are my takeaways. uh, And we're going to spend more time, hopefully, on the show today talking about how you decide who you trust. That's one thing. But if you read the article, to me, it's pain, uh, because we said it during the interview the offer was 6% a year, right? In no a, risk. No risk. Safe investment, and you get your money back after a year. Now, if that were true, there would the banking industry would go bust very quickly because why yeah. would I give it to a bank and make half of 1% where I know I'm going to get it back? Or I'll give it to these guys and make 6%.
1: And, and the... I, the, the the fact of the matter is they were claiming that they were getting an 11, and 11 right. to they a were 15% doing, gross return. They
2: were doing bridge loans to people to you know float projects that needed short-term capital.
1: Why would you borrow at that kind of rate on a totally secure project? I, it just doesn't make sense. Interesting thing about, and this is something else that we can talk about a little later on, Mike Rosen from KOA Radio, used to be with KOA, he was taken in by Bernie Madoff. No. Before, yes. Oh, and now this one? And then oh, by Jordan. But he got out of the Jordan thing. But you know what that uh, illustrates, Tom? It illustrates something we talk about all the time, the special people syndrome. Yeah. He's a special mm-hmm. talk show host. That's right. So therefore, he deserves special investments. Yeah. Well, those special investments almost always turn out to be to be not so
2: special. Yeah, no kidding no kidding
1: yeah, 855-935-TALK is our number 855 we'll drift back over to that a little later and, but we're going to talk and what? the
2: cookie lady we're going to talk oh. about the cookie lady today tell you what you've been
1: dying to oh. talk about the cookie great lady.
2: story great story
1: did you buy girl scout cookies <laughs> yet?
2: <laughs> i have not do i need okay. girl scout cookies I, yet no. i
1: think they're out no i i Happy definitely to support don't. them but no eight five five nine three five talk give us a call and you can call that number anytime 24 hours a day seven days a week too Pat you're up welcome to talking real money hi Pat
3: hi guys I, I just before I start I just want to thank you for all the education I get from listening to you and entertainment but mostly oh, the education
2: that's very kind thank you uh,
3: I I have been in the habit in the last I don't know maybe ten years of of uh near the beginning of the year, I kind of figure out what my net worth is mm-hmm. um and are so you doing this my, year i'm doing I'm doing okay good you know i i'm I'm happy all right I'm happy but and I'm trying to get my husband to do it he's not he's not into things as much as I am, and you'll find out he has a financial advisor, a broker, and he has some annuities. Oh, I know. He and won't my lunch was just starting wait. to settle
2: here. Come on, Pat. Maybe he's he just embarrassed. He will not listen to
3: me. He will not listen to me. Really? Okay. My question okay. is: Yes. W- in figuring my husband's net worth, where do the annuities go? They're not immediate annuities. He right. hasn't started annuitizing them yet. So how do I figure that into his net worth?
1: Well, they're an asset.
3: Yeah. There's there's a value yeah, they're they're capital an asset. asset.
1: Yeah, they're, 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 they're like, I would put them in the same category as your stocks and bonds. Are they, is it a variable annuity? Is it a a fixed rate annuity? Is it an indexed annuity? What kind?
3: I think they're equity indexed, but I'm not sure.
1: Then I would, I would categorize an equity indexed annuity as a, as an income product. Yeah. I would put, even though, even though it's tied to the stock market, because of the narrow range of returns, yeah. It's like a variable rate product of some sort. But she more wants to know a, how she campaign.
2: values them.
3: But yeah, ha- put- yeah, he hasn't started annuitizing. Right. Them so how yet? do you how okay. do you put well, a value well, on that well, security? Well,
1: it depends on where he got when he got them. What you do is you take the well, they should send you statements showing what it's worth. Okay. Or sh- should send him statements showing what it's Probably worth. Probably one. Now, one of the things they'll show you, they'll show you, yeah, exact. They'll show okay. you what it's worth. But then you have to look back at the contract and see what the surrender charge is.
2: Because if they tell you it's worth $210,000 this year, but you still have five years left on the surrender, there's going to be a subtraction of the value of that if you cashed it in now.
3: Okay, that makes sense. sense.
2: Yeah, by the way, we don't do that kind of couples counseling, but we, don't, we know people who do. So you could call us, and we'd be glad to give you some names
1: for
3: that. So. I, I think we'd have to go yep. for a couple of years. Sorry. Sorry. Does, does <laughs> that was he too think? Easy. Sorry. By, by
1: the way, Pat, I, I have a yeah. question. Why is he okay. so attached to this broker and this broker's just bad self-serving advice?
3: Because his father in Florida had a broker with the same firm, and so when his father passed away yeah. and he inherited yeah. some of his father's stuff, he kept it with that broker in Florida, which didn't really work out well because of the time difference. And so mm-hmm. he moved it to a, uh, the same brokerage up here. And those the person or persons, I think there were two, two guys he was dealing with at the brokerage, moved to another brokerage, sure. and he went with them. Inertia. Right. Well, and- and, and when that it's inertia, a lot of yeah. Money, I
1: think. I was going to say when right. he moved, I'd be willing to bet. Here's what you, they generally the reason firms make big offers for brokers to move from one firm to another is they look at their book and they go, we're going to bring these guys over and we're going to get them to churn that book to to mm-hmm. take them out of those old annuities and put them in our new better annuities
3: yeah. or these funds or those he had funds. annuities at that point. Yeah. But I did notice all of a sudden in his statements for that year Oh, there was a lot of selling and buying. Yep, that's, on that these was specific. Because dates, let right.
1: me explain what happens. This is something that this is a, a behind-the-scenes look at the brokerage industry that very few people get, Pat. This is really important. When a broker moves from one firm to another, particularly a decent producer, one who's doing well, they'll go to this new brokerage firm, and for the first six months, year, even two years, they will get eighty to a hundred percent of every commission they generate. So they have this Im- incredible incentive to 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 buy and sell and move as much money as they possibly can to generate those big fat commissions right off the bat.
3: Yeah. I believe it's that. A, I It's it's so
1: anti-client. It, it, it's, this it's, is why we hate the these non-fiduciary advisors. We hate the whole concept, as does so much of the country. It's just the brokerage and the insurance firms who love it.
2: Is that helpful? Yeah. But, but yes, I would get those annuities. I would get a value on them. I'd make uh, sure that the
1: if they were still in surrender that you include that in the uh, reduction of the value. And, and then go to our podcast and very quietly play it in his ears all night subliminally. Subliminally, maybe he'll get the message. I'll talk really low on one. I'll do a subliminal podcast. There's a great idea. Eight five five nine three five 935 Talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one stop shop for real money information. Talkingrealmoney.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: I, I, you know, I've thought about it during the break, and I really think that Monday's podcast is going to be talking real money, the subliminal.
2: So you want? Am I going to be behind you, whispering, "Get rich quick, get rich," like that kind of thing, no, or like no, subliminal no, in what no, regard? No, what I'm going to
1: do is I'm going to I'm going to repeat. I'm going to talk Fama French. Oh, I'm going to talk about factor investing. <laughs> I'm going to talk about fiduciaries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk. About and you're going, low fees. Low going to do it in a low voice. Going to do it in a low, soothing voice, all right. so that every.
2: I like, want to you know, see how long you can stay in that character.
1: That'll be my then, question. And then I'm going to put that kind of music in the background where it goes, you know, that sleepy music. please don't do that yet please yeah oh come on it'll be fun Mm. it'll get a laugh maybe it'll be in the new york times maybe not the first subliminal financial (laughs) podcast oh it wouldn't be the first okay well here's the deal we wanted to talk a little bit the reason we led with the article one because it's kind of cool that we're in the new york times but two because it brings up an important point How do you figure out? Oh, there's all these guys and gals on the radio pitching all kinds of stuff. The, you know, the pay yourself first thefts. Oh, there's just so much of it. And there's a ton of them, ton of them in in our area. Listen, you know, just turn around on some of the other stations. No, don't. Don't even listen to those. But how do you know? How do you know who you should trust? We say trust us, but why should you trust us?
2: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's always the question because I, I, especially in the last couple of weeks after retirement the number of people that came in and sat down and said i trust you because by the way here's the reason because yeah. i listened to the show and you really help people you didn't just say hey you call me on monday we'll make it happen number two i came to retire meet and it truly was an educational environment it wasn't a pitch <laughs> i know it shocks people and they're like they were, what? They were like, that didn't, where, what? where's the sales pitch yeah, it didn't work oh, out no, um no. But if I were you, what would I do? We're sneaky. Yeah, I know. Here, okay, but here's the thing, okay? Yeah. Number one, when you listen to anybody, anybody, in, yeah, in any notes. format, I would try to discern what the agenda is. What are they trying to... What At the end of the day, what are they trying to do? Mm-hmm. Because... If your money's at Morgan Stanley, there's a lot of great reasons it should be at Edward Jones, right? I mean, that's what they're going... They're trying to move the money. It's Number competition. Two. Yeah.
1: How are they paid? Ooh, that's a good
2: one. Yeah. I mean, follow uh, the money. Are, um, and then... How I, are you paid? Here's the other okay, one I like. I'm going to come back to that I'm one. I'm sure. Ahead. How... I mean, where do their ideas come... Every, very few people on the radio sat down and wrote a book without any ideas coming from anybody else. They didn't, didn't put this all... To, they, they found something they believed in or could get paid to whatever it is find
1: out where that stems <laughs> more the, from more the latter yeah, than know. the former sadly
2: right? um, but figure out i mean you need to ask people wh- okay, what do you believe because we have some very we have some things we believe for 25 years that we think we can back up with actual
1: numbers right but see when you listen to them though initially and here's really where the 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 problem comes in when you're f- listening to, let's let's just use radio, because that's what we know, radio and podcast. There's a lot of radio shows and podcasts that talk about money. Are there When ever? you're listening to them, they're all going to say, I'm here to help you. Yep. This so, is educational. Yes. Yeah. So they're all saying that. How do you, dif- let's on number one, how do you differentiate when they're all saying, this is educational, this is, I'm here to help you. I'm not here to sell you anything. Well, first of all, I you can say that. I'm but not you saying li- you have the answer no, to this. I, no, by I, the way, well, I do. In a way, do
2: they live that? In other words, truly, are they actually helping people, or ah. is it a pitch? I mean, and that's sometimes hard to discern, but sometimes
1: not either. By the way, here's the way. I got an idea. You want to? You want to test them? Um, give me your home address, and drive by and see what kind of car they drive. And where's the where's the dividing line? The dividing line is between toyota's and lexus's how about where does tesla nissan's fall? Tesla? tesla if it's because, a model three yeah. if it's a how about model that 3, gold wing okay. thing they got that's no 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 an x yeah. no an yeah. x okay. an, an yeah. x you know you're making too much money yeah. If you, if you got is. an x you're making too how much how about money. the honda pilot where does that one honda pilot's okay if it's okay. an acura then you're on the other side <laughs> okay. of the line you Good see that's how i divide these things chevrolet cadillac ford lincoln 855
0: 935
1: money. Do you know what your investment risk tolerance is? Take our free no-obligation risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com.
0: Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money.
1: And your real life, too. How you deal with money and how people are trying to talk you into dealing with them 855-935-TALK that is our phone number 855-935-8255 and here's the question for all of you i put it to tom let me put it to you those of you who have financial advice providers how do you how did you determine who to trust
2: and by the way my guess is most of it is like the conversation we just had with pat most of the yeah. time, it begins with a relationship. You somebody you knew, your dad knew somebody, or somebody knew somebody, that started the relationship, right? Right. And your money's there, and once it's there, it's just it's hard. I don't want to have to move it because I don't to have to call them and tell them that I'm firing all it's those just things. Too much trouble. It's a lot of trouble, and it's it'll be okay. It's okay where it is, which is. If that's your opinion, that's perfectly fine. The problem well, is— But
1: it's probably wrong.
2: Well, it, it, more than likely. And here's—just here's, here's just, just read this recently, <laughs> that now the Department of Labor, you know, fiduciary rule is gone. Guess mm-hmm. what's being sold like veritable hotcakes other than hotcakes? You hot mean cakes. like
1: variable hotcakes? Yeah,
2: variable hotcakes. Ver- you mean variable hotcakes? Variable hotcakes. Yeah, a third quarter sales numbers just out. Oh, they're up twenty five percent year over year to twenty five billion. Variable hotcakes, variable hotcakes, variable annuities, and guess what? Sixty percent of those annuities, yeah, yeah they're in individual yeah. retirement accounts. Yeah, which course. is just which is just horrible, dumb. horrible.
1: horrible. So that's what and happens. Only... And let me go through my variable annuity primer for all of you, please, because people are going, "Why shouldn't I have a variable annuity in my IRA?" Well, let me explain a little something about variable annuities. Variable annuities are stupid unless they're in a taxable account, and even then they're not so bright. But the only advantage to a variable annuity, which is an annuity that has mutual funds in it, so you get the performance of various segments of the market inside an annuity, the only benefit to a variable annuity over just getting the stupid mutual funds on their own is the fact that inside that annuity wrapper, that annuity case that they're enclosed in, because it's life insurance, you get tax-deferred income and growth from those assets. You do not have to pay taxes on them until you take the money out. What does that sound strikingly similar to? I don't know. Oh, an IRA. Oh, that's it. Yeah.
2: You don't yeah, have to yeah. pay tax on that until you take the money out. You take
1: it out, yeah. just like a variable annuity. But uh... the variable annuity has the expenses of the mutual funds and along with the expenses of the insurance company and the expenses of the insurance company that are collected to pay back the big fat commission paid to the person who sold it to you who if they sold you a variable annuity inside a 401k a 403b or an IRA is an incompetent idiot and or, by the a way greedy yeah. a greedy thieving. Blah, blah, blah,
2: blah. So if those fees don't sound like a lot on average, according to people that pay attention
1: to such things, it's somewhere around three percent a year. <laughs> oh, not much, just about three percent a year. And when, then let's when go back go and go to do Vanguard the math. And get a mutual fund for one tenth of
2: one percent a yeah, year. Yeah, go back and do the math. If stocks provide you know six or seven percent a year over time, mm. and you subtract uh, out, you three. Take out I mean, three, starts
1: adding up. Oh wait, I, I'm I'm down to three to four. Yeah and holy cow wait
2: that's not much money no it's not so yes thank you for pointing out the uh the
1: (laughs) vanguard or i I just want because people go well what's wrong with that my insurance guy said Mm -hmm. it made sense no it doesn't because you're paying a lot for a benefit you're not getting oh and they'll they'll throw in one added benefit and this is the real kicker this is the kicker okay yeah oh this would it just annoys the heck out of me well and you can't lose anything nope that is not true. You can't lose anything as long as you die. You have to die. Would you rather lose something or die? Yeah, and that's, that's only because they have a life insurance policy that says Correct. whatever you put in, if you die, we'll give you what you put in back. Woohoo! Makes you feel if better, you expect doesn't it? You? Respect your investments. If you honestly think you're going to invest in something that's going to go down, so that you have to use that kind of, why would you do it? You
2: That would be a bad decision. So mm. these are not good products is what you're saying. By the way, you mentioned something earlier yeah, that I think is so very it, yeah. important. Lightly regulated by state, Uh-oh. state by state. There isn't anybody federally looking at these products, right? Like there is for investment products. These are not considered investments. Therefore, the great state of Washington, Mike Kreidler's office is looking at how sophisticated do you think they
1: are about, Sophisticated insurance products, and probably not a lot. Not a lot. No. As a matter of fact, my least favorite of all annuity products, the equity indexed annuity.
2: Because that, that you don't pay anything for that.
1: Oh right, nope. you don't pay anything Zero. for that, and, and it only the goes the up the stock yeah. market with no risk. <laughs> yeah, it only goes up. Uh, those those were going to be regulated several years ago by the Securities and Exchange Commission. The insurance industry spent tens of millions of dollars lobbying Congress to stop that from occurring so that they would only be regulated by the state insurance commissioners who for in large part aren't the best.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor is a fiduciary at talkingrealmoney.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: This is really important stuff, and one of the things you really can't do is take investing lightly. I think a lot of people take it too lightly, that they they don't properly vet the, uh, the folks with whom they work. They don't ask the right questions. That's why we're talking today a little bit about how do you determine who you can trust. This is after an article in the New York Times that we worked with Ron Lieber on, to uh, talk about Jordan Goodman, who was all over the radio telling people to invest in really, really, really bad deals—almost universally bad deals—really uh, dangerous stuff. He would put he he really was. You remember the old Bob Newhart show where? Yes. Hi, I'm Larry. And mm-hmm, this, sure. I, I'm, and this is my other bro- this is Daryl. my other brother Daryl. Will do anything for a buck. He was the do anything for a buck guy.
2: Sadly, and I mean part of it is the fact that the profession he got into. Uh, Shrunk. I mean, the the, yeah. idea, the people Tell writing articles, it. right, or talking about this on the air and getting paid to do so, is really, really, really small. I mean, and and there's so much advice out there that is basically pay to play kind of advice. Now, that's the problem.
1: Well, and that's the uh, that's what's so interesting uh, about all of this is that the the people who are now giving the advice in publications on the radio. Are often people who are not the best at what they do, but they're they can write a big check. Yeah, that's you Can't said. That's even true check. in Forbes magazine. Oh, and a lot of them now wow. they have a they have a paid contributor network where you can contribute to their network, and you're sort of it's an advertorial. It's an advertorial.
2: Does uh like Market Watch have the same thing online?
1: I or not. don't know if they're doing advertorial stuff yet. Um, I'd have to look. I'd have to look. I anyway. bet you if they if they're not, I'm I bet you they're considering it because it is the future of financial fake financial journalism yeah. boy talk about fake news indeed that's your fake news so anyway you we had mentioned you mentioned a few things you didn't give him the phone number for one thing oh i gave him the phone number again eight five five nine three five 935 talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. 935 8255 call with a question we'll give you a really great investing book of some kind it's a grab bag of books uh we were talking about who you can trust and one of the things you mentioned is ask them how they are paid Ask them how they are paid, but here's the question: I always, I've done this to some of these guys. I've confronted them. I said, "How are you paid?" Oh, you don't pay me. The company pays me. Mm-hmm. What if they lie? Yeah. What if they just and oh, that, I mean, you're asking me.
2: What if they lie?
1: The answer is, yeah, I don't what know. You, what they I don't do know. Lie?
2: Right? I don't know. How do you what, How do you fix
1: that? I don't know. <laughs> I just and I, if, I guess I'm asking that of the audience too. Right. All you listening, how? What do you do? Your guy, that really nice guy you oh, were yeah. dealing with, what if they lied?
2: Or the it's generally not a lie per se, but it's a little bit of uh it's gray. I didn't quite give you the whole truth here. That's the general. Isn't isn't that a lie yeah. by omission? Yeah, that is. That is. But they're gonna say think it's Oh, you didn't mission. ask about that. So I didn't I, I didn't share that information.
1: You right. hear that it's, a lot. Yeah, but I'm telling you, if somebody says that you're not paying them for the financial advice oh, that thing, this you stop that's the conversation should end right exactly no, that's, that's what i was going to get to if nobody they lie, nobody's doing if this if they free. lie no nope. you walk away
2: now do i will not do it i will say um, i do have a lot of conversations with people where i help them not just on this show where i don't charge them and i send them on their way to do something that does happen Oh, yeah, we do but that But we all don't the time. have any clients that we tell, oh, by the way, you get this free. <laughs> that doesn't... We charge people uh, because we have to pay Don's lavish salary to... <laughs> my lavish salary, yeah. yeah, the yeah Son yeah. there in yeah. South Florida, yeah, North yeah, Florida. To drive
1: my, my Nissan, Nissan, oh, Nissan me. Altima, okay. Nissan. Right. You know, it's not an Infinity. Mm-mm. No <laughs> sheree bond. No, so if anybody, I, I think that should, conclude, though. that should conclude the conversation. Honestly, that yeah, that I really I yeah. agree. I absolutely yeah. agree with you. If they do not say, and here's the thing, they should, and really these are some specific questions that need to be asked of any advisor. How do you get paid, and how much do you get paid? Well, you've got how that great form too, that, because sometimes people will say things. That, yeah.
2: but if you make them put it in writing and sign it, uh, they might be a little more. They might be tempted to be more honest in that environment.
1: General. back in back in the olden days back in the 80s yes. when i was before i recovered from being a stockbroker, you're broker, stringing
2: the railroad across not, the
1: country I gotta, I gotta tell you i'm not a recovering stockbroker i am fully recovered okay. from that evil industry I feel better but the uh the one of they that i was there when they invented the b and c shares i was in the industry when those were invented they used to just have loaded mutual funds you paid a commission to get in five and And whatever because of vanguard vanguard over the 10 years from 74 to 84 was really starting to hurt the brokerage industry so they invented these 12b1 fee shares which are they call b shares or c shares and that means and what we were told we were told to tell them to tell our clients that we now had no for, no load funds, yeah, there's no commission. We were wait wait we were told to tell them that what's we were told specifically to never put it in writing, to only hand them a prospectus and say Read yeah it. here's a prospectus yeah. for the no load funds we have. They were no front load funds. What they did is they just kind of neglected to tell us to say the word front. Um, and that's one of the issues that much of the industry still has today. You can go to a brokerage firm that's selling American funds and you may hear your, uh, your broker and they, Oh, it's funny. I, this quick story. There's a guy I know here in my hometown. He's at the Morgan Stanley office. Mm-hmm. D- Debbie really likes the guy. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And I he was walking down the street, and I was with somebody else. And and Debbie goes, "Hi, hi, whatever your name is. I don't want to say his name because mm. uh, he might listen to the podcast." And I go, "Oh, that's a, that's our town stockbroker," and he and he glares at me. No stockbroker. He no. said, "Yeah, you'd like to think you're not." <laughs> so like what is he? What is? How
2: does he? Oh, they call themselves financial oh, advisors. I see. Now. Okay, no, no, because no one wants to be. No be the not sales be You're just hawking stocks then. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm a financial um, at, but advisor. But it was so
1: funny. I'm a financial advisor. I'm not a stockbroker. So you're, and I'm not, always going. you're not
2: fast friends with him, then I take it?
1: No. Okay. No. Right. Okay. No, 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 no. No, I have a problem with the fact that he lies. <laughs> I do. I just have a real problem with it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm just laughing. I, I just think it's funny that that's going on in your household. That's all. So
1: I know, and you know the oh, you want another story? This is a great one. Hey, I have a minute for this. Yeah. We have a minute before we go to a mm. break. We we had a, a yard sale. Okay, I'm in Florida. It's 85 degrees here. Yes, we had a yard Make sale us feel today. Bad. Yeah, some woman came by mm. and was talking to Debbie, and you know Debbie, she, you went to retire meet. No, Debbie, she's yep. very friendly.
2: Indeed, she is.
1: And Debbie, I don't know how it came up, but Debbie mentioned that I was part of a registered investment advisory firm. And this woman goes, oh, I'm an RIA, too. Oh, and yes. Debbie goes, well, what's your what's your firm? And the woman was trying to hire Debbie. just trying to hire Debbie to work for Good her decision. investment firm. Yeah. And I'm going, De- Deb, do you know anything? thing about her she goes no she's really 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 nice she was really and nice i said she works and she claims that she uh, she said i told her what vestery charges which is nine tenths five uh, half a percent the, anyway low she goes wow she goes that's really inexpensive we're much higher than that but we provide a lot of oh, additional yeah. services sure. and i look her up and she's one of these flippin dual registered people yeah, of course she is who's selling by the way she has an insurance agency so she's selling annuities yeah She's selling mutual funds that are actively managed and loaded. Oh, and at times, she's a fiduciary. What
2: are they charging for just management?
1: Did you look that up? Uh, it Well, their management includes a lot of other things. Oh, of course. So 2% per year is very oh, yeah. reasonable. Indeed. Because it includes a lot of other things. Yeah, <laughs> right. Turns turns out her new firm isn't even officially registered here. Ah, Tom and Don are talking real money. Would you like to talk to a real investment advisor for free? Set up an appointment at TalkingRealMoney.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are Talking Real Money.
1: And talking about the classes, our real education classes, on the 20th of March, Barbara Devereaux from Vestry is hosting female financial fundamentals about the things women need to know about investing. It's a lunch ed event. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com to sign up.